0: Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos in Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Welcome to Ohio Habla. I'm Elena Fowles. My guests today are Christina Vera and Mylene Sambois, and we're talking today about their wonderful organization called Femergy. Can I ask you to please introduce yourselves?
1: Sure, me first. <laughs> Hi, so I am Mylene Sambois, and I am the co founder and also the director of development for Femergy. Okay.
2: Yes, and I'm Christina Vera, also a co founder and the director of operations for Femergy.
0: But I think our audience wants to know a little bit more about who you are. Uh, for example, I know, Mylene, you are Dominicana. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so tell, tell us a little bit
1: about um, when you came to Ohio. And mm-hmm. Sure. So I came to the United States altogether um, when I was 12 years old. And really, the idea was that I was coming to Disney. That's another podcast we'll do one day. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I ended up in Ohio, In 1995, Mm -hmm. that's when I came to Ohio. Right,
0: right.
1: Something that I never heard of before as a Dominican. Mm -hmm. We only only heard of New York. That was my first landing place. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been in Ohio since that time. I did high school here, Mm -hmm. and I did college in New York. And then I came back for a wedding, and somehow— Went to an interview and up moving back here, mm. and I've been here ever since.
0: And we're lucky to have you here. Thank so. you. Great.
2: What about you, Christina? Absolutely. Um, we are lucky to have Mylene here, by the <laughs> way. Um, so uh, my my family's from Puerto Rico. Um, I was born in New York. Um, lived in New York to about five six, mm-hmm. and my parents came here. To Columbus initially just for a visit. Um, it wasn't supposed to be yeah, pr- <laughs> funny.
0: Ohio is never the final destination. <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. A church group came to New York um, and told my parents about a great program here that would teach them some things to you know start creating income and you know more of a like an entrepreneurial kind of thing. So. My father came out first and ended up really loving it and Mm -hmm. sent for my mother and I, and we came, and he told us it would only be for like a year or two, (laughs) and we ended up falling in love with Columbus and have been here ever since. Uh, So a lot of my family from New York, from Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. have made their way here to Ohio. Um, My family from New York thinks they retire in Ohio, which um, most people go to Florida to retire. (laughs) Uh, My family came to Ohio to retire, so it's it's been an amazing, amazing time I love Ohio mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I will end up being here forever. Right. Yeah.
0: I I've come back to Ohio at least three times. Mm-hmm. I I leave for whatever reason and then we end up back here. So I think I'm meant to be here forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or be a snowbird. Um I yeah. love the idea of a snowbird. Right. You know, you're here for the awesome warm weather. Right. And then when that cold like today comes, you're like, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go to Dominican for a little yeah, bit. For I'll a month back. and I'll be back. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes. I like
2: that idea.
0: <laughs> well, welcome both to the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: FEMERGY stands for Female Energy and is mm-hmm. a nonprofit organization that provides life skill training, career exploration, college readiness, wellness management, and direct mentorship opportunities for girls and women. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what inspired you to start this program and these organization.
2: Yeah. So 10 years ago, actually, uh, Mylene and I met through a leadership development program here uh, through the LMA Mm -hmm. program. And um, that was around the time I feel like programming was really just starting to be more intentional in terms of women's support. Mm -hmm. And so we graduated through the program and just really kind of instantly connected, Mm -hmm. had a lot of similar goals, a lot of the same upbringing and family history and we found ourselves as we were growing and learning that we also wanted to share this information with other women, mm-hmm. and so um, ten years ago, we just said, "Okay, what can we do? How can we serve whether small or something more you know larger mm-hmm. we didn 't really know to be completely transparent. It was more of like, this is cool, or you know this resource is available. How do we spread that information mm-hmm. and so for two years, we literally just would be hosting different meetups or mm-hmm. going into different you know um service settings and just being able to be there as a resource mm-hmm. and through that It continued to grow we would see more women showing up and oftentimes we would find that the dialogue would always lead to man I wish I had learned this Mm -hmm. when I was younger Mm -hmm. and you know because that's a lot of what Mylene and I used to talk about as well a lot of things unfortunately you learn through trial and error it's not necessarily something that's given to you as a proactive measure it's more of a reactive Mm -hmm. and so we took that information and we kind of just started kind of I would say uh, storing it we really didn't know what that was going to lead to Uh, But we knew that, you know, as time went on, that there was something bigger Mm -hmm. than what we really saw initially. And um, it wasn't until about three years into just serving, and and we were just doing it. You know, we still worked corporate jobs, and we still had all of our, you know, nine-to-five responsibilities, but we found ourselves getting more and more engaged in just different social uh, serving settings. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, a professor here from Ohio State said, hey, I always see you guys out and about. What are you doing? And we told her the truth. We were like, we really don't know. We just know that... We want to be able to be that 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 resource for other people and mm-hmm. open doors and provide these different tips and tools. And um, she ended up inviting us to a conference that Ohio was hosting that summer. What was the name of that conference? Do you remember? Was it Malks? Yes, yes, yes it exactly. was. It had, it had butterflies all over. That's right. I yes, the <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was just amazing, amazing, and and we were just so honored, you know, that they thought of us and the women and the girls at the time that we started to serve and. We put out an email to our colleagues and friends and said, "Hey, do you have any you know girls between the ages of twelve and seventeen um that would be interested in going with us um, to this to this event and so we ended up with six girls." Uh, that that day. Mm-hmm. And um, they set up, we didn't know this, but they set up like a private meet and greet with just a room full of these women mm-hmm. professionals from mm-hmm. like all different sectors. And, and most of them were Latina women. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a very powerful uh, morning. And we transitioned into a lunch period. And one of our girls in particular just got extremely quiet and kind of just disconnected from the day, which wasn't typical for her. And um, we asked her, we said, are you OK? She's like, yeah, I'm just trying to take all of this information in. And I said, OK, well, what part are you struggling with? And she said, just the thought that girls could be engineers. Mm-hmm. Like, I always just thought that that was a boy's job. Mm-hmm. And, and that honestly was the day that for us, we said, OK, we don't really know how this is going to work out. But we knew that that was our call to action right. to do something and to figure it out. And that following January is when Femergy was born. Mm. So
1: mm-hmm. That was her birth.
2: That yeah, was. Yes. It yes. was. Great. And so we've officially been a nonprofit six years as of this month. Right. Um, and just, you know, every year we grow, we learn, um, you know, but just being able to serve and serve middle and high school girls and, you know, getting back to serving women, which was our initial thought process and and how we started all of this, has just been truly a blessing, and we love it.
0: Right. So what might you say is the main goal of this organization? I mean, empower, obviously empowering women, but you just mentioned that wonderful story of a woman or of a, or of a girl, young girl mm-hmm. that had never considered engineering as a career available for women.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, for us, it's it's about that exposure. I think a lot of times when you don't see representation of, of you as a female or a minority woman or a Latina woman, you don't necessarily see these, you know, opportunities as something you can achieve. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's always about creating the opportunities to just experience and then you can make the decision if it's for you or if it's not for you. Um, and then educating people on the importance of wanting more. Mm-hmm. You know, what you don't know, you don't know. Right. And so for us, as we've evolved and continuing to um, enhance our programming, a lot of it is just understanding what it is that people don't have or they mm-hmm. don't know. And then being intentional about partnerships and creating the um, the opportunity for them to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mylene, tell us a little bit about... How you started working
0: together, and how you said, "Okay, yes, let's let's do this. We need this. We need to, you know, to um, provide something that perhaps you and Christina didn't have uh, growing up, or as a young, you know, young professionals. Um, I know I certainly didn't have it. I mean, I, there are so many things that I learned along the way, like you say, sometimes trial and error um, that I wish I had known earlier." And that, in a way, becomes my mission, right, to, to, um, to provide this information or support for my undergraduate student, students, especially Latina students, right? Listen, I didn't have mentorship. You need to get a mentor. Listen, I didn't have, you know, opportunity for professional development until I was late in grad school. Uh, let's get you started now. Um, so just talk to us a little bit about your experience and participation on creating this, this um, organization.
1: So I didn't know. I really, my idea of a perfect life earlier on was I go to college. That's what I was told to do, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's your way out of whatever hard situation as immigrants we have here in this country. Mm -hmm. My parents they go to college. They didn't tell me how. They didn't say how to do it. So Mm -hmm. I had to figure that out with some friends, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I thought I just get a good job. I go to. Work. I retired from that work, and then I have an awesome life. That was it. That was, you know, and have fun along the way. And retire in Ohio. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that still was not a plan. Um, a little warmer, <laughs> but I met Christina, and you never know the differences someone will make in your life mm. until you meet them. Mm-hmm. And we had that conversation over coffee. I remember we shut down the coffee shop mm. after the program was over. We decided to just meet up and talk. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking, a lot of our stories were so similar. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I see a kinder soul. Mm -hmm. I see someone that truly gets me um, for who I am and how I am. And and there's nothing more powerful to be seen for who you are. And now with all the growth that we have done, we see everybody should have that experience. Mm -hmm. So when we talked, we talked about our mothers and how much we wish our moms had had us, I guess, at at this time in their life, Mm -hmm. what what a difference it would have made for them if they had known each other themselves Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when we were growing up, and then what support they lacked, Mm -hmm. and how that affected us. Mm -hmm. So we decided to be each other's support because our moms didn't have that. And little did we know that we were about to create something Mm -hmm. so special for Mm -hmm. so many girls and women. Mm -hmm. But really, that was the spark because talking to her, I felt better. I left... Feeling stronger. And I said, okay, great. We didn't think about the future. We were just like, okay, so next week we're going to meet up again. And the next time, mm-hmm. and just sharing all these things within, between each other and no competition. We were in different fields, mm-hmm. but we weren't in corporate. And never once did we thought, oh, my gosh, I cannot share with her because she may be better than me or she will surpass me. It was, I'm here. How can I bring you along? Mm -hmm. Or you there? How can I come with you? Mm -hmm. And then we found that there was a stigma that women don't support women. And we made a pact that we were going to just crush that. Mm -hmm. We did not want that to be what was out there because we were proof Mm -hmm. that that was not true, Mm -hmm. that when two strong women come together, you know, they want to help each other, and they want to help others. So that is really the foundation of how this whole thing started, you know,
0: right, at the very least, um, I think, uh, yeah, because I think that stigma is still there, or that, um, and and unfortunately, it does happen, right. Um, But to offer that model in a visible model of true, you know, Uh, encouragement to each other that you build each other up um, and that you're invested in each other's success Um, I think we need to see more of that women helping women
1: yes Mm -hmm. and that's what we wanted to be like I think you can talk and talk but if you don't actually walk the talk how can we show girls? Because I know a lot of times our parents say, don't do this, but then their actions is really what we're learning. Mm-hmm. So, as we wanted to impact the world, we became that example mm-hmm. um, unintentionally, but then intentionally. Um, and we just really like celebrate each other's success. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see me on stage somewhere speaking, my biggest cheerleader is Christina. <laughs> it's like she'll cry as she records the videos. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And when she has a big accomplishment, I am her biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to tell the world. Mm-hmm. And how amazing will the world be if? Everyone really did that. Right. We would just grow more. So that was really the beginning for me of what could be possible. The idea, I didn't even know what nonprofits were, mm-hmm. right, or how that, that worked. But together, we figured it out. We, didn't have no, we had no idea of all these <laughs> things. But one of the things that sets us apart is that we never give up. So we discovered that there were some challenges as we started this journey, Mm -hmm. um, some obstacles. Mm -hmm. But we always say, remember, if our moms had this, where would they be? Mm -hmm. And where will we be? So we can't give up. We have to find a way. And together, we found a way. And I think that is also the secret sauce, I Mm tell people, is that we chose to together work on this and just find a way Mm -hmm. when there is no way.
0: Right. And, you know, and you have many people watching. I mean, I'm one of them, right? I've seen you. I've known you for... Probably ten years, close to ten years, right? If not, um, and I've seen you, uh, the you and the organization grow and 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 uh, morphed into different things. Uh, their reach is wider. The programs are are um, you know are increasing. Um, what you do in the summer, like how even you change and your programming. Um, so I've seen this this growth, and I just wanted to ask. Um, And you've mentioned a little bit, you know, your family and sort of your background, your background, but tell me a little bit more how you connect personally with this work and why it's important to you, um, you know, to invest in the lives of young women.
2: I think you look at I mean you just look at data across uh you know especially in the world of business you know Fortune 500 companies you know women only hold um 23 to 25 seats mm-hmm. in Fortune 500 businesses as CEOs mm-hmm. and you know and and that's a problem you you still have women making you know 70 cents to a dollar in certain industries that men are making and so you look at pay equity you look at the continued gender biases that exist Um, You look at the fact that, you know, women are still not, you know, highly represented in politics. I mean, we're making improvements, but, you know, there's still so much that still has not come to fruition. And so just looking at data like that and you see, you know, girls who sometimes feel like this is never going to happen. For us, is it's it's a it's a calling to make sure that we're doing our part, and I think that's the biggest thing. You know, sometimes we look at these stats, and they can become a little you know sad or you know overwhelming, discouraging. Yeah, discouraging. But I think that if you just do what you can do, and and you know, and whether that's something local or something in your you know your children's schools, if everybody just did something. It would honestly move the needle forward. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, you know, that's kind of outside of just our own family connections to that, you know, being able to educate girls who will one day be women on the power of financial, you know, financial literacy and, Mm -hmm. you know, independence independence and and understanding, you know, the power that women possess. Um, That's something that has to be implemented early on um, in order for them to rightfully take their places when the time comes. So just, you know, things like that. And we're constantly sitting in on different forums because we want to be informed. We we want to understand where the gaps are. We want to understand what can be done on a local level. And then also offering our our support for things that are on a national level as well.
0: Right. Um, I like what you said is a calling. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because this work. For many years, it's not financially rewarding for you necessarily, right? It's, right. it's hard work. I know that you were not doing yet. Not yet. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, it takes time, right? Yeah. And if you don't think of it as a calling, it would be easy to quit after a year or so because it's a lot of work. You had mm-hmm. both of you full-time jobs yeah. and Femergy, right? right? And doing all this stuff, Um that if you don't think of it as a calling or if you don't see the need or mm-hmm. you don't have that passion, right, to really reach out and, and support other women, um, it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work. And, and it, it, I mean, the, e- the easier thing would be to
1: stop. right yeah. yes. But you don't but because it's a calling. It's yeah. a calling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can't stop because I, I almost see it as saving lives. And that is a very thing that we take seriously Mm -hmm. because when you have hope and you not just people don't tell you, here's what you can do. We're an oral community, right? Mm -hmm. So many times just telling me or giving me a pamphlet is not enough for me. You Mm -hmm. have to show me Mm -hmm. how can I access that opportunity Mm -hmm. and sometimes walk me through it, Mm -hmm. right? So that is the thing that we do. And I tell people always, before you start something, like really know your intentions, And what is it that you want out of that, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you just do it for the money, then that's not the right intention. Now, you have to support your family and you have to do all these things. And that's very important. But if you're not doing it because you truly know in your heart this is what God called you to do, then you will be making a disservice, really, Mm -hmm. to the community and the world. Mm -hmm. So really think about it. And some people get concerned because they don't want to do this. They want to work their job and they're happy. Maybe they want to donate. We need those. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Maybe your calling calling at your job. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Do that. We need everybody and everybody has a different calling and a gift. Mm-hmm. Use yours. Figure out what it is and go mm-hmm. after and use it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the best way that you can serve an organization is by donating, by your time, by your talent. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You don't have to be the one to start something. Mm-hmm. You can support other things that are already speak. there. Yeah, yeah. Support. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if you are doing this work like you say Mm -hmm. we know our why Mm -hmm. we know why we're doing it and that's what keeps us going regardless of what the bank account looks like.
0: <laughs> that's that's a great uh, segue into the next thing. <laughs> um, can you share a couple of your success stories? And and really, Christina, you started with one. I mean, that story to me is a mm-hmm. success story, right? Because that seed was planted on that day that you all came to that conference, right? Yeah. Um, so can you can you talk to us about a couple more that are you know like that or different? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
2: you know, um, last year we launched our women's uh, sector with the Enrichment Institute for Women, and uh, that program is in partnership with Otterbein University mm-hmm. and the Women's Fund of Central Ohio. And uh, that that uh, inaugural group of women just really uh, lit a fire under us. Although we already had a fire, you you don't recognize how someone else's energy and 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 um, success will fuel you to do things that you're not even thinking that you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so one of our stu- um, one of our EIW participants specifically, um, you know, she had been battling homelessness as a single parent and, you know, she was still trying to find her place um, in the corporate world and, and working for an educational institution. And, um, you know, we got the call from her one day, she was about midway through the program that she had been selected to go before Congress to talk about affordable education. Mm-hmm. And she was nervous. She was like I don't own a suit. I you know, I've never had to speak in front of such a large group of individuals. She was like I I don't know why I was selected. And so just hearing her, you know, just kind of have this open dialogue and and being able to say like you were selected because you were supposed to be selected. Mm-hmm. And and so she did. She went um before Congress. She was able to bring her daughter with her and um she was able to give a very compelling um story as to why affordable education is important in our country especially for you know um minority students who are you know already possibly needing additional help or mm-hmm. in her case you know being a single mother um not having any kind of support and um you know having to drop out of school several mm-hmm. times because she wasn't able to afford to go to school and you know, pay her her lively dues with rent and food. And so to see her graduate from college, um, you know, Mylene got to attend her graduation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's gone on to not only graduate once, but she's in her um, second program, um, you know, pursuing a uh, master's degree now. And um, she's thriving. Mm -hmm. And so you see things like that. And, And, you know, she's passionate. She comes back. She's volunteering with our programs. Um, You know, she constantly checks in on, like, what can I do for cycle two. And and for us, that's a success, you know, just – even with her doing what she's done with Congress, but the fact that she's still checking back to see what she can do for the women who are presently in the program shows that they get the importance of why this type of programming is important. And so things like that, you know, whether big or small, you know, you you see our high school students who started in our programming um, coming back and volunteering at our summer camps, um, and just telling our girls like, take advantage of these programs mm-hmm. because they're important. And, you know, just hearing that and, and, and days to Mylene's point when the financial, you know, uh, well, we don't have the money that we that we would have if we worked the 9 to 5 mm-hmm. corporate mm-hmm. those moments is what fuels us to say okay you know it's bigger mm-hmm. than a salary is bigger than that when you hear how these programs and the volunteers have impacted these kids' lives and these women's lives mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. you mentioned some um the different programs so can you can you talk a little bit more about what type of programs you offer and i don't know if there's specific um seasons
1: throughout the year where this are uh, available or how how does it work to be a part of emergy? we have four programs right now so going from one to four Mm -hmm. Um, our founding program was girls Are reading ohio or grow and that is an awesome program because we do different series with that so every year so we have a different topic of what we're gonna address or what new things we're seeing that girls need Mm -hmm. um, based on the service that we do with them and then that's how we kind of tailor the program and that happens in the summer so we can take anywhere between 50 and 60 girls um, for that program. Mm-hmm. And that happens in a week span. Um, and then throughout the year, we do some pop-up workshops and other activities to stay connected with the girls. Mm-hmm. Then we also have um, a Chica Sports and Fitness program. Mm-hmm. And that was developed. That was our second program. And it's really developed to help us um, show the girls fitness and health and wellness um, and also leadership through that. Our first program and founding program is Girls Are Reading Ohio, or mm-hmm. GROW, and that is a program that every year we pick a different theme of how, t- you know, to show the girls could it be medicine, it could be, you know, anywhere in STEAM arts and things like that, depending, we serve, we serve the girls. And based on data and what we collect from them, we decide what the next thing would be for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really showing them how to access different careers, uh, different trade schools, and, and skills that they can use now where they are in middle school or high school, but then also in life. Mm-hmm. And th- that program serves girls from 12 um Twelve years old to seventeen years old, so sixth grade to twelfth grade, mm-hmm. um, and that happens in the summer. And also, in addition to some pop up workshops and classes and activities that we do throughout the year to engage with girls, okay. um, in schools. Mm-hmm. And then the second program that we develop is called Chica Sports and Fitness. And that is a really fun program because we get to wear like sweats and we get to um, not worry about like our hair and makeup. Anyway, so that is for also girls in middle school and high school. And that is how we show them about health and wellness as well as leadership skills through that. Mm-hmm. So that's two of our programs. And our next and that
0: happens
1: in, in the summer as well. Yeah, and and then in through July. A, in July. Mm-hmm. But then we also do pop-up um, fitness classes and activities with them throughout the year.
2: So usually the pop-up, our events are are more so um school based programming mm-hmm. um so we have a few different partner schools that will go in and do lunch and learns and will mm-hmm. bring different um uh, whether it's through the grow series or through the chica sports series um you know different wellness activities or educational workshops. Um, so that students who can't attend our programs on the weekends or in the summers still have an opportunity to partake, you know, as an elective program during the school day. Mm-hmm. Um, so with our third program, it, it kind of organically just sort of happened. And that was the FEMERGY Gives Back, mm-hmm. which is our service learning program. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our high school students, it gets around to that time and they're like, I have to volunteer. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes a lot of them want to volunteer, even if it's not required. They just don't right. know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. and so. Um, and we kept you know finding different things for them to do and we said you know we might as well just make this like something that we have Mm -hmm. and so um, you know whether you're a youth or a woman um, or just a community member we we partner with various different um, projects throughout the year so you can always submit a project on our website and you know we look at it and if it's something we can help with we'll get a team of individuals together to go out and help so we've done community gardens we've done um, holiday parties Mm -hmm. for um, adults with disabilities over at the northeast school um we've also done you know um here actually at Ohio State, we were able to do uh, mental health uh, mm. the rocks. Inspirational. Inspirational. Rocks. inspirational. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a bunch of our students put these little cool rocks together with like positive messages. That was last year, right? Yeah, it yeah, was. I remember that. And we spread them all throughout campus. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little, little, it doesn't, it, and that's something that we teach all of our, our students. It's just like, it doesn't have to be like something complicated or expensive. It's just the thought of of helping others and giving back. And then uh, lastly is our our, our women's program, which is the Enrichment Institute for Women. And that program is for entry-level professionals. And so that could be a girl just entering the workforce out of high school or out of college or a woman who is making a career change five years or less.
0: And how long, like... How long is this program, and yeah. when does it start? And
2: <laughs> So that program, um, it launches in September, and then it goes all the way through April, okay. and it's every other Thursday evening um, from 6 to 8 p.m., and that's held on Otterbein's campus. Okay. So in the beginning, um, we do a weekend retreat, and we go out, and we do a lot of team building and self-development activities And then it's broken up into four phases. Uh, First phase being more geared towards personal development. Then second phase is financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Third phase is leadership development and board governance. And then lastly, uh, our fourth phase is um, wellness phase. So Mm -hmm. a lot of art therapy, meditation, yoga, just teaching women—you know how important it is to take care of themselves. Take care of themselves Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. can be as successful as anybody you see on TV, in the books, but if you get there and you are not of sound mind and body, you will never fully enjoy it, nor will you be able to reap the full benefits if, if your body and your mind are not in alignment. So we we do a lot of different holistic programs. And I think that's kind of what is unique to femurgy is the fact that, you know, there are, you know, traditional programming and structured things, but for us it's about a lot to do with the, the mental health pieces of our programming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean... The whole person, right? You cater to the whole person. Absolutely. That's great.
0: Um, What are some of the challenges of keeping a program like this in our community? And, uh, you know, nonprofit organizations always, um, you know, there's difficulties because of who you have working for the organization, Mm -hmm. um, the commitment, but also money. Right.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, money is one of those things that you know it's obviously important to be able to create, you know, operational foundational structure. And I think you know for us as we continue to see the need, we want to be able to expand our efforts into different cities and different regions. And but being able to have that infrastructure here in Columbus, you know, that's where the the money is extremely important because mm-hmm. all the money we raise goes directly into our programming. Right. So the operational. A lot of people don't tend to think about, you know, how organizations, how they run and how they operate and how they sustain with or without the founders, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's very important to us. You know, um, you see organizations that have been around 50 plus years and seeing the growth and how they're able to have, you know, those teams of individuals to keep the mission moving forward. And so for us, you know, that's something that we're constantly trying to look at in terms of how do we build that capital to make sure that the infrastructure is solid and Mm -hmm. that it will always be around with or without Mylene and I. And so um, so that definitely is is something that we talk about a lot. and, And, you know, that's some of the challenges with starting any traditional business as well. It's always about, you know, how do you make sure that you have a solid foundation and so, um, so that's, that's one of the bigger challenges, I would say, is the financial pieces, but really just, you know, understanding your capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get into this line of work, you know, I could just be driving down the street and I'll see 20 things that I want to instantly go <laughs> save or help or do something. And it's like, no, 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 you have to focus um, because you can easily become so consumed mm-hmm. with, you know, the needs of the world. And that can sometimes move you astray, and, and it kind of takes you off of track. So just being intentional about understanding your parameters and, and what you truly can contribute and control, and then just kind of allowing everything else to, you know, fall into someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Right. And we always need volunteers. So some of the things sometimes is getting volunteers. One of the things that we have found for funding, for example, we're a small organization, so mm-hmm. we've been around for officially six years, but really like almost nine mm-hmm. since we met, we started this. Um, and when we you apply for funding, some organizations don't see like that you have this big budget. Mm-hmm. You know They don't understand that small organizations sometimes take time and that they need the funding they're offering in order to grow to have that big budget. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we had to become very creative on how we do our program and how do we um, quality program um, mm-hmm. and still on a small budget, right? right? So that has been one of our really... Um, the challenges that we have faced because we made a promise early on that we would never turn a girl or woman away mm-hmm. if they didn't have the money because in reality we were those girls mm-hmm. and our yeah, moms were right. those women
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they are the ones that needed the most mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and a lot of our programs our participants are you know um, scholarship based mm-hmm. where they would need that in order to do the program so in addition to the operational is also Helping us provide these opportunities mm-hmm. because that is life changing. Mm-hmm. From those six girls that we had when we first started this program, they all have graduated. Yeah, they're in college. You know, they're helping other organizations and girls. You know, they're serving as role models. So we planted those seeds, and we are really blessed that we get to see some of the fruit of the work that we have done. Where some people never get to see that. Mm, Sometimes yeah. you plant a seed and you hope and pray <laughs> that that has some type right. of fruit. But we have been blessed to see some of that mm-hmm. blossom and how amazing if we have what we need in order to continue to plant more seeds okay. and see more blossoming, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, Mylene and Christina, can you tell us uh, about this event coming up in March? Yes. I to hear more
2: about it. Yes, yeah, so we, um, so the Empower Ball, um, is gonna be happening Friday, March the 6th, um, at Lenovo and Kahana, And so, um, up until last year, we have never really had a signature event or any really intentional, uh, fundraising, um, event per se and so when we started thinking about okay if we're going to do this we also want there to be an intention behind it and not just you know another gala or Mm -hmm. ball Um, not that people need a real reason to dress up and And have fun (laughs) right that's a fun thing to do but we wanted to use it as an opportunity to also highlight other change agents in our community because there's so many amazing people that are just out here you like every single day serving and and giving and really putting their best foot forward to helping our communities that just you know no one knows about them and so um we decided to you know launch the empowerball change agent awards ceremony And, you know, the idea is to be able to not only, you know, highlight women and girls that are in the community doing amazing things, our programming, but really also letting the community know about these other individuals so that, you know, even if our programming doesn't speak to them, they can also, you know, jump behind and support, you know, some of these change agents. So Friday, um, the March 6th is going to be an an opportunity to do just that. Um, It is um, Harlem Nights theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so last year was Medieval Nights and, and we're going to have a Harlem night. So, you know, um, you know, theme attire is... Who came mm-hmm. up with this theme? I- I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at Mylene. No. You, you'd
1: be surprised.
2: Yes. With this. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fabulous night. So come dressed in your, um, you know, your Great Gatsby flapper outfits and have a great time. Enjoy, you know, your community. Enjoy each other. And I think, um, you know, just as a reflective of, you know, um, the tragedy we had on Sunday with the loss of Kobe Bryant and his mm-hmm. daughter Gigi, I think it's just imperative that people just enjoy life more and just take the time to celebrate, celebrate mm-hmm. because we're always on, on, on the hustle and bustle of what's next, what else do I have to get accomplished? And we just don't understand, like, we don't really know what's going to happen next. And so when we get to see people just coming together, and I don't know if that's the Latina in us or what, but, <laughs> <laughs> city, but when you get people in the room together who have a common passion for humanity and, and for helping others it's a powerful thing and so to be able to host something like this for us yes it's you know to be able to, to raise some of the operational funding that we need but it's also an opportunity to re-inspire people as to why they do what they do every day and why we do what we do every day
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. and it's a lot of fun we party I'm thinking about my dress right now <laughs> yes the energy in the room is also so powerful so to what Christina said you know um, and we believe that having goals and going after those goals are so important but enjoying the journey mm-hmm. is also something that we're very intentional about is enjoying every little thing we can because today is the gift and tomorrow is not promised yeah
0: right. Right. well Maylene and Christina thank you so much for this conversation
1: thank you for having us yes this is awesome thank you
0: a todos gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros hasta la próxima Thank you.